Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on What Chaos, a redemption arch for Jordan Cairo. We went to Columbus and we've got stuff to tell you about it. Officials are getting smoked. Could goalies be moving their shit? All that and more on a very special episode of What Chaos. Oh, it feels like it's been so long. It's a Monday. It is December 18th. Christmas is right around the corner. U.S. Christmas. Yeah, U.S. Christmas. God, we're taking so much pride in the fact, like our thing is going to be adding little uh, hockeyisms to things that don't need to go that far. Well, I mean, we've, uh, on brunch, we famously made famously a, a, a thing over time. And now it's just become the way that I talk. I'm very afraid that I'm going to refer to U.S. Christmas in casual passing without even really noticing it soon. And somebody's going to be like, what the fuck did you do that for? You're going to give your loved ones U.S. Uh, Christmas gifts. Yes. Right. It's going to come full circle and you're going to start being like U.S. Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. and oh, like, that's love. actually what it is. By the way, I live in the United States. Right. <laughs> Can we have a moment? Can we have a moment for the fits? May I say? You look incredible. Thank you. Um, that's the, that's the a first? nice little pat on the back for yourself because you made me one of these custom sweatshirts. I made both of your I, 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 you did. I basically you made dressed my, you today. My entire outfit minus my uh, my shoes, which were made in like by child labor and in, in, for Nike. Uh, I got a Short Kings custom sweatshirt on right now and the first official piece of, of What Chaos merch, which... You can't buy, so go fuck yourself. I wear, I we have a What Chaos long sleeve that I wear all the time, like borderline socially, uh, but haven't done it on here or whatever. I'm, I've got uh, this oversized tee from our Dishon friends. Yep, just Dishon. It was so oversized that I was like, especially on a boy like myself who is uh, currently fighting the peanut butter M&M battle. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know if I need to wear things that are that oversized. Toss it on today was getting compliments left and right from people in the studio. Yeah, like me. Yeah, we have it's two it's such a good Mainly look. left and also left. <laughs> yes. That is true, because you guys are you saying because you guys are both uh, so soy left. boy cucks. Oh, 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 that. Also stations. We are libs, and also we are physically to your left. Are we? We should put it. We're, we're the first uh, liberal podcast. I mm -hmm. think so. We push our agenda on people a lot. No one has been this brave before. Did we do? We uh, are woke we, warriors. Oh, no, no. We are. I was going to say, like, we pushed somebody to... 
uh, make a political show. It was Jeff Skinner last week. <laughs> yeah, we wanted weird. to change between two stalls to uh, be a political show. But I'll be honest, we have such high vibes right now. We spent the weekend with the Blue Jackets making content with them and... It was amazing. It was some real, like, can't believe this is my life kind of thing because we had so much fun with them. Shout out the Blue Jackets uh, for having us and setting us up with a lot of great things that you're going to see in the coming days, weeks. We'll talk about our trip a little later in the show, but I just wanted to explain that between our fits and uh, the fun we had this weekend, we we couldn't possibly be pissed. No. But that doesn't mean people can't be pissed. People are always pissed. It's a Monday. People are pissed. You know the deal. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people that are pissed. It's, it's probably the East coast is being absolutely drowned right now. It is crazy, crazy weather outside. The weather outside is insane. It's frightful. You on my U S Thanksgiving, uh, U S Christmas shit. It is some frightful weather. Yeah. So I'm sure people are pissed about that, but in the hockey world, plenty of people are pissed as well. Even if you tried to make a fire to be delightful, this frightful weather is rain it would put that shit right out water beats fire in mm. pokemon and in life <laughs> <laughs> amazing all right uh who do we want to start with being pissed because officials should be pissed mm-hmm. and uh blue jackets fans should either be pit and i'm sorry blues fans should be pissed confused well, blues fans a l- little bit bipolar they were pissed they're not pissed anymore love that for them uh yeah jordan Cairo, big story over the weekend or i guess the end of last week i hate that we don't do i i, I love that we have fridays off i hate that we don't do friday shows because i feel like there's always so much news that hits the wire on like a thursday night and we're like Fuck, we I mean, can't talk about this tomorrow i mean we're five minutes into the show and i've only talked about the way that we're dressed <laughs> and our overall moods but I should say this is a generally very on topic show. So I never feel like we're leaving stuff out. And maybe that's why on Fridays we're like, God, we we do cover excitement of being able to talk about stuff whenever it happens is like, that's something that I love doing. And I love that we're able to do it every single day. But like Thursday, there was the Jordan Cairo thing where uh, they asked him about Craig Berube. He said, fuck that guy. Don't know him anymore. Uh, he ain't going to be working here. And uh, Sean, you got that clip? Of him talking him about. Him saying, yeah, fuck Craig Berube. I no, don't know I don't him know anymore. Him. Okay, okay. We don't have that one, but you'll just have, have to take to my word Pete's for it. That's exactly how it went down. Uh, he said, don't like him anymore. Uh, and then he that He did night, some general, like... Well, he's not here kind of thing, right? Yeah, he said, uh, don't, like, he basically said, like, don't want to talk about it. He's not my coach anymore. Uh, right, right. That's the thing. Yeah. Whenever you say, like, he's not my coach or he's not my teammate, that always means not my president. Exactly. Uh, so I've never said that at all. I respect the uh, the I, White House. I respect the, the, the no matter, the, yeah. I respect the Oval Office, I the respect, office of the presidency. Yeah. I, yes, I respect the presidency. That's one of the more important things to me is the. The presidency. So over the course of my life, when various things have happened, I've had a real tough time because I personally, my like, number one thing I respect the presidency. is the presidency. The office of the president. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Blues fans gave it to him that not, later that night. They booed him basically every time he touched the puck, uh, pregame intro, all that stuff. After the game, he was quite upset. Um and we do have that clip, right? Yeah. Any of your teammates or anybody from the organization talk to you about it? 
Um, I mean, obviously, my teammates have my back, right? So. You're getting pretty emotional here. Where, where are the emotions coming from? I mean, it's just tough, right? Like, you know, I love playing here, so it's just it's tough to hear the fans booing me there. Sorry. They'll obviously come around. I mean, they know you want to be here. Oh, that's like essentially, that's, that's like crying to get out of a speeding ticket. Yeah, but, I mean, I felt for him there because... The, the reason he was being booed, in case anybody's just kind of uh, happening upon this, I don't think is because he did the uh, lightly unprofessional thing of kind of pissing on uh, a departed coach's grave. But people have probably, or like fans have blamed him for the start to the season as much, if not more, than the coach. Like a lot of the coaching firings this season have been. Uh, like we've felt for the coaches because it's like it's not all you and you could point to certain things in Edmonton you could point to McDavid not totally being right them just being a mess roster construction wise in the case of the Blues a large part of the conversation was like Jordan Cairo has had huge expectations and has been horrible I believe we described his play as dog shit recently you did yeah that was I, I, think didn't, it was, I didn't push back on it it was Sean straight out of your mouth no 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 Nothing I respect more than the presidency uh, and Jordan Cairo than the digestive system of dogs. Okay, so dog shit is fine. They're supposed to do it. I uh, I agree. Like, yeah, I mean, there is. I, I think that people were also looking for like a reason for why the Blues fi- fired Craig Ruby because we had that conversation last week. It's you know, I don't think. The, the the conversation is like, well, what what did what did they think that they were? This isn't a very good roster. They didn't get off to a great start. This is a surprising firing. So searching for reasons as to why he may have been pushed out the door, and then you know, the there was like, you know, does he not get along with the players? Does he not? Did he lose the room? And then you have Kairou say that, and it it kind of leads people to put two and two together and be like, oh, maybe they didn't have the best relationship with this guy or whatever. And, and maybe a guy like Jordan Cairo helped push him out the door. And like, yeah, I, it, I think to a certain extent, he welcomed though that connection being made by having that comment when he could have easily just been like, yeah, he was a great coach. We want a Stanley Cup under him. You know, obviously we haven't had the best start to the season, blah, blah, blah. Like canned answers to that would not raise any flags this answer, whether he was n- intending to or not, did raise some flags. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily, like, blame blame Blues fans for taking out those frustrations, but I also feel bad for him as well. He essentially fired a cannon from a glass house, right? Yeah, like, yeah. if the—I'm sure Blues fans went into this thinking— or went into the coaching change thinking, okay, maybe this gets more out of the underachieving players. And for the chief underachieving player to not lump himself in with the problem there, that yields a boo for me. And I don't, I don't, I think we booed, I booed somebody for not like tossing me a free t-shirt at the Blue Jackets game the other day. But generally, I, I don't do the booing thing. I support it. I like when... Like Kyrie comes back with like the suck my dick sort of thing, as long as it's all generally a, 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 as appropriate as yelling suck my dick at a stranger can be. Yeah. Uh, we talked about you fan behavior them. last week with the Tavares thing, and it's like it, I respect the fans um, 
willingness and their right to boo yeah. when they're frustrated with a guy, regardless of we whether— We respect presidencies and rights. That's right. This is a highly American podcast. Whether or not the, a guy plays for your team or plays on the other team, like, I'm— I'm, I'm for your right to boo that guy. And I think that in that case, that night, he may have deserved it. Mm. But I also like, I do feel kind of bad when he's like moved to tears at the end of a, at the, after a game being like, it sucks. I like it here. <laughs> I heard like, uh, like a, uh, like an Imperial March sort of thing as you were saying all that. It's like, I believe in, and I support <laughs> your right to do that. I wouldn't have said what Kairu said, but I also very much felt for him after that because, like, he's going to be there for a long time, we think. Hopefully. And that blows. But it had a redemption arc, or as Sean put it, redemption arch, because people don't know this. Uh, McDonald's was invented in St. Louis, Sean, right? Can confirm. This is also <laughs> one of my largest, like, biggest crusades in life is that every major city needs a skyline-defining piece of architecture. If St. Louis didn't have the arch, it'd be nothing. Uh, wow. So I just want to put that so out So what is, uh, you're, you're a Bostonian. What does uh, Boston have? It's got to be the bridge, I feel like. The what? The bridge. Oh, okay. The bridge. Maybe was, like the Prue. The Prue, yeah. The Prue or the bridge, though. Like the bridge is a good, yeah, the bridge is a nice like, bridge. That's like if you look at it, you instantly know it's Boston. Yeah. Also, got to say, the arch sucks. Really? You're, you're out I, on the arch? I'm out on the arch. I'm too. out on the arch. What's the fucking point of it? It just takes up a lot of space. Well, I, it actually takes up, like, very little, really. It's uh, so, it looks like it takes up a lot of space. Well, I mean, it's like it's an arch. So, like, it really only takes up the space of the the base, of the individual bases. You can That's walk true. Under, through it. But, like, it blocks a lot of views. From all over the city. Does it? <laughs> I don't know. You I've never been to it. That's, the, that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't like it because it's like, oh, your your thing is like a little, it's not even the most famous arch in the States. What are we like uh, overrated uh, structures or monuments or whatever across the United States? The bean's got to be number one. I was going to say. The bean sucks. Well, the, the, I mean, it's not even called the bean, right? It's called Cloudgate. I, I have no idea. What Everybody it calls it the bean. Everybody calls it the bean. So I don't know if that means if that's like a good thing for but it. I, or I don't. I don't put that in the same category as the arch. That's like a piece of art. To yeah, me. I, arch I'm, is like I'm a, not offended by the, what's the functionality of the arch. Uh, well, it's like the gateway arch, so it's supposed to symbolize the the gateway to the Midwest or whatever. Um, and it like, you know, it's like a it's like the Statue of Liberty in the sense that you can go in the top and get views, like the. It was meant to be a monument, not a piece of art like the bean. Let me ask a question. I feel like the answer is going to be Sean has done this. Pete and DJ have not done this. Have you guys done the Statue of Liberty thing? No. I've been to the Statue of Liberty, but I have never gone. I am deathly afraid of heights. So. Oh, right, right, right. I'm not, uh, I'm not getting in a car or I'm not getting in a, a, a monument that's hundreds of feet tall that was built before the 20th century. Have you, ever, have you ever done Tower of Terror? No. I've done that. I have. Yeah. Good I, time. I like the Tower of Terror. Yeah, I'm afraid of heights, but I had a good time. I'm big, uh, big time afraid of heights. Uh, but the redemption arch for Jordan Cairo is that in the Blues 4-3 overtime win over the Stars, that's right, they won. This thing is happening where you yeah, fire a coach, you end up playing well, tears or no tears. He has a three-point night, I believe a goal and two assists. What a relief. We all want a happy ending, and it leads to this amazing uh, post-game interview. And you hear the cheers here tonight. You love these fans, don't you? Uh, it's, uh, it's fucking awesome. Fucking, 
I love playing here. I love this rink. It was a great win by us tonight. Yeah, fuck, 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 yeah, this is our <laughs> fucking city, oh, yeah, oh fucking what a, sucking what all a day. Cheat code. What a cheat code. You want to get the fans back on your side? Just drop an F-bomb and don't apologize for it. Like, he knows what he's doing. That's, I'm. Tr it's like back in the day when people would watch award shows, like whenever the, the hot star du jour would be wearing like a lot of clothes. Once that like first like thing is shed and the whole is like, oh! Like it's automatically going to make the whole crowd freak. Yeah, I mean, good play by him. Uh, respect and yeah, happy ending. Not, I'm glad th that seems like a real. This is going to feel like a moment in time in like two, two, three months. People mm -hmm. are going to forget that this happened. So, uh, hopefully, he starts playing a little bit better. He got three points the other night. So, uh, yeah, maybe uh, a nice little turnaround for the Blues coming. We'll see. Uh, let me ask you this: On it's Monday, and people are pissed. Is uh, it Monday and Bill Guerin is concerned because we saw the assistant general manager change last week when Mr. We already forget his last name was dismissed. What's that? O'Hearn. 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 Mr. O'Hearn. That sounds about right. Yeah. I'll, one I'll of those try. things. Mr. Mr. Not going to be working Mr. here anymore. No, Mr. Man. Very respectful. We, there's nothing I respect more than, than uh, dismissed assistant general managers. Chris mm -hmm. O'Hearn. Chris O'Hearn. Mr. Chris. Okay, so Mr. Chris is dismissed, and we thought that that was the end of it. No, 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 no. On Friday, we find out that Bill Guerin is being investigated for some uh, no good words, right? Verbal yeah. abuse in the workplace. Yeah, which, I mean, technically Jordan Cairo, verbal Oh, investigate him. <laughs> yeah, investigate Jordan Kyrou for uh, he, for verbal abuse in, did, in the workplace. Did he potentially swear there? <laughs> yeah. I want, lunch, I want an investigation. Yeah, I want like a kind of long investigation. I want that hanging over the St. Louis Blues. Uh, yeah, so Bill Guerin investigated for uh, workplace verbal abuse. But on Saturday, Hockey Night in Canada, our pal Elliot said he does not expect Bill Guerin to lose his job. Okay, well, when that the hits... bigger picture, though, is like, like fucking wild need to figure their shit out. Can I speculate on what the verbal abuse thing is? Go on. Somebody just lost their job there. People talk not always in the greatest of ways, and I hope that uh, HR systems are strong in place with all these things. Yeah. I, I think that the, an, an easy shot to throw out there, and that this is not dismissing if Bill Guerin was abusive in any way, but an easy thing to lob against somebody is verbal abuse. Well, uh, it's, this was uh, involving a different member of the, uh, of the team staff. Sure. It, they were, they were named sure. uh, by Michael Russo. I forget who it was. Mr. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Ahern. Yeah. Uh, no, it was a different guy. Uh, also, as I said last week, when we were talking about Mr. Chris, mm. uh, those, the Bill Guerin investigation, I believe, happened first. There was there were very uh, rapid succession investigations involving the Wild and internal internal staff, uh, and yes. uh, and so I think that we can put, you know, kind of connect the dots. Bill Guerin was probably the first guy investigated, and then uh, uh, O O'Hearn, Jordan Cairo next. Yes, Jordan Cairo next. Yes. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Uh, there may be some changes afoot in the NHL. Teams reportedly are considering swapping their players, which would be a pretty uncommon thing, but some teams are apparently talking about changing things up. Uh, both Kevin Weeks and Elliot Friedman are suggesting that uh, goalie moves could be on the way. Yeah, the, the, it was described as a goalie carousel. Um, How the, about that? The holiday trade freeze coming up. Uh, so I don't know if these teams want to rush to get their work in before that happens. But yeah, both of those things came out this weekend, or I guess th that thing came out this weekend from both of those guys. And uh, yeah, it kind of makes sense. We've been waiting for uh, for the goalie market to shake shake up because it does seem like a lot of good teams on paper could use some goaltending and a, a few bad teams kind of lucked their way into some decent goaltending this year. Oilers, obviously, we've talked about wanting. By the way, Oilers have dropped uh, two games in a row. Don't know what's happening. Coldest there. team in hockey. Uh, they are the coldest team in hockey. Although you can see behind me, shout out cool hockey. Mm. Not cold hockey, but cool hockey. They hooked it up with the uh, customization on my jersey. I'd wanted uh, Zach Hyman on there forever. Got it back just the other day. Uh, amazing. Oilers, Hurricanes uh, put... Ranta on waivers. Leafs kind of probably always want goaltending. Well, I mean, Joe, Joe Wall uh, out with a uh, high ankle sprain for the foreseeable future. That's a bad, that's a tough injury. It's obviously not like worst case scenario for Wall, but like I think the Leafs are probably going to want to um, reinforce the goaltending position. Not much of a believer in the old Marty Jones, no. regardless of what we've seen. Uh, so, yeah, I would expect the Leafs to be in that mix. Um, we've if, been saying if since names like, are being tossed around. We've been saying since like the first day of the season that someone should trade for Mackenzie Blackwood, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the Devil's probably also going to be in the mix of like, hey, maybe we get a goaltender. We saw, we got to see Akira Schmid play a puck over the center ice line in Columbus this weekend. Got to be one of the funniest penalties of the I NHL mean, we, season. We saw just an absolute goalie clinic in Columbus, New Jersey. Boy, did we. <laughs> that was the best. A delayed penalty, Akira Schmid going to the bench, past the red line, puck coming his way, and he's like... Uh, and there were a couple of moments during that game where there was a turnover by Johnny Gaudreau in like on his first shift that Sean and I were like saying in real time, like, oh my God, don't do that. Holy Literally shit. As soon Back of the did. net. Like as like we were doing we were not trying to like commentate or doing play by play or anything, but some of the things that unfolded in that game were yeah. so slow motion. The Akira Schmidt thing in real time, I pointed and laughed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then he oh almost did it again. Yeah, no, he, he, he didn't almost he do it again. He had an to opportunity to do it again. And we we were I was surprised that we were the only people in the building yelling for him to do it again. That yeah, was that time he took a little a little bit wider of a route to the yeah. To the bench that was that safe. was my uh, I think we're gonna talk about Columbus in a little bit, but like my, the fan experience in Columbus was very good. Mm -hmm. That was my biggest complaint gripe about the fan base in Columbus. How do you not like 
if a goalie does an incredibly dumb thing and then minutes later has the exact same opportunity to do the same incredibly dumb thing, you have to like give it to him as a crowd, either like the, uh, the Bronx cheer when he doesn't do it or just like yelling at him as he's has the opportunity to do it. And they didn't either. I will say while they weren't doing it, they were laughing. Like they were laughing at the fact that we were doing it. Got some big laps when (laughs) minutes later, same thing happened. Another delayed penalty. He's skating to the bench. Puck goes right by. We're yelling. We're like, come on, do it. I yelled, uh, you're wide open. And, uh, some, not elderly, middle-aged to older people in front of us thought it was. I'm not a big. I'm not a big yell yell guy. At we a yelled a lot game. that game. We did yell a lot, but I I rarely ever yell, and I like screamed. I was like, "Do it!" I don't know Do that it! I've ever been more excited for like something bad to happen in a <laughs> yeah. game. And then I yelled. I did the whole uh, Arrested Development. No touching. Yes. No touching. <laughs> That got a good laugh, so uh, props I thought to we me. did well. So that's your goaltending talk. No, uh, they're so you said the Devils could be in the mix for a goalie. I think the Devils should uh, trade for uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. There you go. You know, <laughs> <That'd be funny. laughs> another goalie on the market. Who's that? Corral Vizmelka. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shut out in his last uh, outing. The Arizona Coyotes, two straight wins, unlike your ice-cold Edmonton Oilers. Coyotes back on oddest team in the league. Yeah, congratulations to their best player is their video coach. We'll talk about that in a little okay. bit. That was pretty. Don't do that to Hunter. He's maybe maybe he is, but yeah, that was pretty amazing. I also have to talk about um, this. Will fuse the it's money and people are pissed and our Columbus experience. Uh, officials should be pissed because they got lit up this weekend. You had in the game that we saw in Columbus. Uh, I think we're putting this on uh, Gabranson. I think so. Yeah. Hit a an official over the boards into the Blue Jackets bench. That was amazing. And then in the uh, in the Kraken game, who was it? Was it Tolvanen? Yep, Eli Tolvanen. Eli Tolvanen smoked an official. Refs were just bodies were dropping. Stripes were all over the ice this weekend. Yeah, I mean it's you know I don't want to say they got it coming, but. I don't know, man. They 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 uh, they do a lot of talking. They do a lot of criticizing about bad hits. Mm. Maybe they uh, maybe they need to take one every once in a while. It was fantastic. Just lots of I don't I don't like violence in the game. I've been uh, there's nothing I respect more than the uh, planted feet of hockey players and officials. I want everybody upright the entire game. Don't push each other. Don't fall down. Certainly uh, don't trip out there. But it was an exciting weekend. Of- no, nobody got hurt, so I think it's it's fine to to laugh and find us to have have some fun with it. Our well, refs I will tougher say- than hockey players because <laughs> both those guys stayed in the game. That's true. Uh, I uh, the the visual of you often see like a ref or an official get some accidental body contact or like get hit by a puck or something. You very very rarely get the opportunity to see. A, an official checked into the bench rocked. and he rocked into the bench and being able to, to get that experience in person was a whole lot of fun. For he us. was in the bench. For he like was a, in it there. took him a while to get up. Yeah. I think he, he like, he, it was like into Narnia. We lost him for seven to 10 minutes. I mean, I watched the play and then was still, uh, he was behind the bench and like gone for so long. 
that I was like counting the other officials on the ice. I was like, there is not the proper number, right? Like one of them is gone. And the, the, the real cherry on top of that situation was that seconds later, there was a too many men on the ice call for the New Jersey Devils. And so that was were, another time we were, got the, the people to yeah, laugh. Yeah, where there are too few officials on the ice and too many players on the ice. I said, uh, oh, so now attendance matters. <laughs> right. Yeah. The real, uh, real pot calling the kettle black kind of situation. Maybe you should get your own numbers in order before criticizing the other team. I think that we, are, are we a pro players podcast? Uh, we're a pro hockey podcast. We're a pro president. We're a pro constitution. Podcast. Yes, we're a very constitutional podcast, yes. Sean. That's a good what way. Are, if we're anything anti, what are we anti? Anti-Italian discrimination. Yeah, for sure. Wait, no, we're no, anti, we're anti, anti. Okay, yeah, that's that's what I meant. We are anti. Oh wait, no, we are. No, we are. No, anti. we are anti-Italian discrimination. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah, that that's is crazy. That's a trip. Yeah, that that's a I was linguistic right. fuck. Yeah. No, but you you know why that's confusing, right? Yeah, I do. I because he's saying well, we are also he says anti, anti, anti yeah, right. Both. He's he's saying he yeah, is a, both are true, right? He's saying that when you're crazy. discriminating against us, it's anti-Italian discrimination. Which right. we are the against. way that you said it is, we are against people discriminating against Italian. What a fucking weird language we got here. It is crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, but, but what are we anti? We are anti. We've been accused of being anti. Arizona, Arizona coyotes. coyotes, but I don't think about them at all. That's right. Yeah. How could I be against them? We uh, we've gotten some. We're anti bad chicken tenders. That's true. We haven't. It's it's tough to come oh, into well, a bad chicken tender. We though. may or may not be anti. Um, try, I'm trying. To, I want to bury the lead here a little bit. Anti explosives. Oh, you know, we, we, yeah, we don't like the cannon. Okay. okay. I don't know if you want to get into that later, but yeah, no. we might be uh, anti cannon stinks. I was, uh, shit. What? Was, oh, I mean, I'm anti, I'm anti what a save. I've been on record. I don't know if we said this on this show, but for a while, they're like, what a save. Oh my God. I, congratulations on doing your job. Are we anti Jack Hughes? Question mark. Anti Jack Hughes uh, for a couple of reasons. He fucked us financially. He fucked us financially and his bullshit hat trick. Oh, he had, yeah yeah he had a he had a kind of hand if hand we're hand grading on the hat trick legitimacy scale, mm. Jack Hughes three goals three shots three goals three shots one which of them I lost a parlay. Uh, I had uh, the over in the Devils Blue Jackets game a anytime goal from Kirill Marchenko. We got both of those. And then I had Jack Hughes four plus shots and Jack Hughes had a hat trick with three shots, which is maybe the funniest and most rare way to lose a, uh, a parlay. That is a very, that's a real, like why the funny we bet sport uh, moment. Uh, but we've talked about, or wanting, uh, having Pete grade hat tricks. Mm -hmm. So this was a hat trick in which three, a very, very efficient hat trick, Three goals on three shots. One of them was an empty netter, mm-hmm. and the first was essentially scored by Johnny Gaudreau. It was like playmaker yeah. level shit. Yeah. It was the a, second. Uh, it was a it was a cool hat trick because you don't often see a hat trick on three shots. But it was a uh, I'm gonna grade it on a scale of uh, should I grade it on a scale of like like threes? I like three to so be honest. I'm gonna give that a one. I'm gonna give it a one out of three. 
That's like a complete gift. Although he did, it was a nice goal. Like he capitalized, made it look kind of sexy after the the giveaway. But like, you got a gift, and then you got a second gift. So a one out of three on the hat trick. Well, uh, the second, even the second goal was it was like a nice shot, but was also pretty awful goaltending. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it went like it went through the Blue Jackets goal. In fairness, and I believe it was on the power play. Which that like, sounds right, yeah. In fairness, I didn't know who the Blue Jackets goalie was the entire game. <laughs> he didn't it have the It was his uh, first start game. since March. Yeah. So uh, he's getting, I believe it was, uh, it's like a young guy who I think that they're invested. Okay, so this makes in. me feel good that you don't know who he was either. I was asking throughout the game, like, hold on a second, who's that guy? I don't know too much about him, but I, I know that like he's. Such is he, his name. Yeah, <laughs> he's just not like, he's not like a bum. It's right. just a guy who is like hurt. He's kind of young. The, the Blue Jackets are a little invested in him, but he did not look good. I'll tell you what. He looked very, very bad. That you know game. what looks good is uh, my digestive system. Ooh, Thanks to Olipop because I am crushing these things. If you are American, if you are a uh, U.S. person, there's a chance that you could have digestive issues because uh, I don't know why. Probably because of stupid things Americans do. Olipop is your prebiotic soda to help keep you regular. And boy, does this keep you regular. We've had days where we haven't been able to keep our hands off the stuff and we've been a little too regular. Crushing nine Olipops, you're going to poop. The American digestive system, not to be confused with the Canadian digestive right, system. Right, the U.S. Right. digestive system. So if you, if, you're di- if you have a U.S. digestive system, listen up. It's got fewer than five grams of sugar. I love that I can raw dog these reads because I, it is such a part of my life. Speaking from the heart. I, right. I'm speaking from the digestive you're system. speaking from the gut. The, yeah, gut health. Whether you're keto, vegan, American, Canadian, European, whatever – Olipop, you're pooping because it's a probiotic. Wow. It's amazing. Fewer than five grams of sugar. Great flavors. Lemon, lime, strawberry, vanilla, cream soda, grape. Pete, little birdie, told me that you had never had grape before. That's right. This is the first grape flavored thing. Maiden voyage. It's so good. I love the grape. It is quite good, yeah. There is a sandwich near our studio that we get regularly. It's the best sandwich in the world. Literally the best sandwich in the world. I wash it down with a grape Olipop every time, and it is fantastic. And I want you to have just as fantastic a time as us that we do in the studio. So use promo code CHAOS for 20% off on drinkolipop.com or just as easy, stop by 22,000 stores across the U.S., such as Whole Foods, Walmart, whatever your store of choice may be. It's Olipop, drinkolipop.com. CHAOS gets you 20% off. Also got to mention another hat trick grade, Adam Henrique. Scored a hat trick against his former team, took him long the New enough. Jersey Devils. Yeah, yeah, first career and uh, third goal came on an empty net. But I am going to give him a two point five out of three on the hat trick scale because the first two goals right on the doorstep. One was a tip. One was a uh, just burying a rebound. You know, I think we both love the like two inches away from the goal. Bury the bury on the doorstep. Love that shit. Is there not a Zach Hyman jersey behind me? That's right. Uh, Zach Hyman, James Van Reems type. Oh, God. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) You have a type, buddy. I was the biggest uh, Louis Erickson defender. Yeah. You have a type. Oh, he's not tough. Oh, yeah. Then why do all of his goals come from a centimeter in front of the net? So 2.5, the uh, I love the fact that his first came against his former team. 
the obviously gotta gotta deduct a little bit for the third one com- coming on an empty netter. So two point five for Adam Henry. Congratulations, King. Sean, how do we feel about this? I am personally, I have no idea why. I am very invested in making Pete the hat trick judge, jury, and executioner. I'm like I it. want, you know, when people are like, "Hey, I'm out to dinner with my family." Better take a picture of my child's chicken parm and tweet it to John Butchergrass. <laughs> I so want people pe- tweeting hat tricks at. I want people tweeting hat yeah. tricks at Pete. Yeah. To, to anytime somebody gets a hat trick, please tweet at me. Be like, need a grade. Yeah, and we could do it on the show, or you could do it on your own time. Right. Whatever yeah. it may be. I wish we had a score sheet from the uh, Columbus Capitals. Columbus Rage game? I don't know where oh, yeah. the Rage were from. I, well, I wanted I to bring like that up because a hat trick. Uh, I wanted to bring that up because you were talking about the Johnny Gaudreau thing. Before we went to the Blue Jackets game on Saturday, we had a lot of time to kill, and they were holding some youth hockey games at uh, Nationwide Arena. So we popped down, basically like the only people in the stadium that weren't parents watching these kids, and we were invested in one of these games. And uh, it was uh, the Columbus Capitals versus the Carolina Rage. Carolina Rage? South Carolina. South Carolina Rage. And uh, the Rage, man, I'll tell you what, they had one hell of a team. Off the opening faceoff, they scored like the quickest goal, probably eight seconds in. And once we sat down to watch the Blue Jackets game, some one of you two made the comment like, Hope this is a better start for the Blue Jackets than it, it was the Capitals. And then Johnny Gaudreau immediately gives the puck away, leading to a goal. <laughs> yeah, Sean said that. So th- I just would like to set the table because, yeah, we're going to fucking talk about this youth hockey game for a second. Uh, for how this all happened, we were making some content, shooting some stuff, and we were in the arena anyway. And we took the arena seats as an opportunity to just like get off our feet for a second. Yeah. And we sat down. Uh, we were like, oh, a youth hockey game is starting. And I think it was Sean that was like, we want to just like watch this game for a second. And we watched the full game. The entire game. We're into it. 20 minute periods. Like, no, it was 12, minute, 12 minute periods. Oh, was it? Yeah, thought, 12 yeah. minute periods. Eventually, we were so invested in it that one of us had to like, Reel it in a little bit. DJ yelled. I I don't know. What did you? I don't know. You didn't yell it, but you were like, this fucking kid. No, I said like, oh, fuck off. (laughs) And I turned and I was like, that kid's like 13. I wasn't mad at the kid. I was mad at like how the game was unfolding because the Rage had a small roster. They were well coached. They They were two lines. Yeah. And both teams, we asked during it, we were like, what level of competition is this? Obviously, if they're traveling and if they're playing at Nationwide Arena, they have to be, it has to be some level. But like, this was good hockey. Yeah, Both teams were really good. The Rage won rather decidedly, but they, the Capitals were really good. Had a defenseman who I liked a lot. The goaltending on both sides was good. was excellent. And it was, it was not youth hockey, just like, End-to-end rushes. It there was, was 14U was what it was. For yeah. Record. 14U, yeah. okay. There was one There was one end-to-end rush that a defenseman had that I did not think was going to be possible in this game because there was so much structure in the game. Like, the breakouts were clean. They weren't getting too gummed up in the neutral zone. Mm-hmm. As I said, goaltending, really good. There was one player on 
the Rage number 37. Fecko. Fecko is I don't on, know. Maybe I shouldn't be. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. You <laughs> could bleep that or something. But just, it, it, there were some excellent players in this game. And yeah. as a means of taking a little break and watching some hockey, it was some real for the love of the game stuff. Yeah, 100%. And I had a good time. Like, it was, I was really impressed. Uh, like you said, kind of like the the systems that were employed in this game and then the coverages from these players was really impressive for 14 and under. So, Saw some of the parents after the game when we were walking the streets. Yeah, and they were like, why did you yell, fuck you at my kid? No, I didn't. <laughs> but I was like, a, a good game, like, good win, Rage. Nice one. Nice one, Capitals. Yeah, and Sean was like name dropping kids, and they're like, "How do you know my kid's name?" No, hey, don't Googled put your it. a name on the back of the jersey if you don't want to be called. <laughs> like, don't play in public with your name on the back of, on your article of clothing, and then get upset when someone calls you by your name <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> well, that one I didn't think through too much, but we're now a Carolina Rage podcast. Huge Carolina Rage podcast. Carolina Rage, unbelievable. Uh, but that's just one of many things we did in Columbus. We had a seriously, we had a great weekend with them. I need to stress that uh, Todd and the gang and Joel, they have a space in Nationwide Arena, unlike any I've seen in a professional, in like an NHL arena. We did a lot of our content in this room that I think was made for gaming. Correct? Yeah, it's it's um it's like the CBJ gaming uh, area in the concourse. They have like a fan zone in Nationwide Arena that's really really cool. There's like um, simulators where you can shoot on um, sort of like a golf simulator, but like with hockey, they have those. They have like this very cool gaming room, which is a replica locker room of the the Blue Jackets locker room. And there's TVs. Allegedly. Allegedly. We'll hear more about that Players later Players sat week. down with us and we're like, what the fuck is this room? <laughs> it was, so it was like unprompted. They sat down and like, this is so inaccurate. It was like, so <laughs> funny. Like we got several players from the Blue Jackets, so you'll hear in the, in the coming weeks. And basically every one of them, as they sat down to do this interview, they were like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Is they're this like, supposed to be our locker room? Yeah, they're like, this isn't supposed to look like our locker room, is it? I'm like, I don't fucking know. And they were treating it like it was some piece of shit. Like, this room was awesome. It was and incredible. It was very, very good. They had TVs set up uh, all over the place where you could play NHL 24. I smoke Sean, smoke Sean, smoke DJ. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I'm the best NHL player. Yeah, on one the of podcast. those things is, and no offense, DJ, one of those things is slightly more impressive than the other because DJ admittedly does not really play video games. Yeah, I, 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 I don't want to say, look, look, like shit on me, say I'm the worst at it. This is not a like, this it is what it is. I played the first period against Sean, my first time playing video games in a very long time. And my goal was to, like when I golf, because I don't golf a lot, I just don't want to ruin somebody else's time. And I don't know if Sean was going easy on me. I think he was up like 2 nothing after the first period, something like that. Maybe, yeah. Like it wasn't so bad. Maybe 5 nothing by the end of the second period. Or like it could have been 10 nothing wow. by the end. It's like the wheels came off in the second period. And my thing was like, don't still try to play even though i didn't really know what i was doing don't make him feel bad about uh, i pulled you. off on michigan you got to yeah. i you got to do the michigan kind of like a bunch of times. i think sean needed to blow off some steam <laughs> a little bit because he was uh, you were getting, like you were getting entire, a little frustrated when we were playing uh, yeah i played like the entire third period with my goalie pulled i uh i almost shut you out but then i scored an own goal yeah that gave you that put you on the board so uh I, all i'll say is of the two members outside of myself on this on the show, 
I've only invited one of them to also, join my EASHL team. Uh, and the second invite is not coming anytime I soon. I still don't know what that even means, but yeah. That's what I'm blaming on. I've been playing a lot of EASHL, and that's what I'm going to blame it on is the fact that I hadn't played a lot of five-on-five five NHL recently. Me either. Uh, well, first five-on-five five game that I played in that game, <laughs> NHL yeah. 24. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did that. I mean, I, I made up. I made my money back on the skills competition. Not to brag. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, we're, we'll have some video of that, which is super fun. So if you're, yeah, if you're at the Nationwide Arena, a like fan experience, like overall, very good. I give that whole thing like a 7.9 out of 10. And a the only very reason, good arena. Yeah, we'll review some of the food offerings they had there. You'll see more content coming from there. But like pregame presentation for the holidays was cool. Mm-hmm. I liked oh, the, it. The holiday presentation was awesome. Mm-hmm. I loved that. There were Christmas mashups. There was like a D- Kendrick. Yeah, the music. Yeah. Yeah. D- they had DJ Ski in the mix. Yep. DJ Ski, the big guy was there. Yeah. It was amazing. So yeah, like Santa had, they even had Mrs. Claus. That's right. We took a picture with Santa and Mrs. Claus. That's what we, I did, meant by the big guy. we did stuff with the cannon. I got you. And uh, DJ broke the rule. I broke the rule, which the like, only rule. Uh, love you, Columbus. Thanks for having me. Cool it on your cannon. Okay. <laughs> They, we took a picture with the cannon. They said, don't touch the barrel of the cannon. I should have known what that meant. But also, I'm a hockey player. I was about to take, I, I was getting in the zone. We were about to take a picture. It's like saying to a goalie before the game, like, hey, uh, when you're walking out, when you're walking out of the tunnel, hop on one foot. He's not going to hear that. He's in the zone. Locked in. So when we were walking up there, like, don't touch the barrel of the cannon. I you immediately, immediately I immediately a gangster lean <laughs> yeah. on the cannon, and people in the line were like, yeah, the, the, the guy who gave you the rule, the one rule, was not the guy who yelled at you. It was, was another fan, and it was like, don't touch the cannon. I'm sure people are touching the fucking cannon all the time. It has nothing to do with the outcome. You Blue think that Jackets I have fans influence? were like, this is all we got. <laughs> the person behind us was like, if they lose, it's your fault, and. I had a lot of quick responses ready, but I gave her most things are. And she was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's right. Softy. You're not mad at me anymore. But I charmed your ass. Yeah. And then as you walked away, you were like, if they lose, it's my fault. Like, have you seen this team? Yeah, it's a <laughs> fucking blue jackets game. I can't believe that we haven't mentioned that the, uh, on the way to Columbus, our flight was delayed five and a half hours on the way to Columbus. We were supposed to get there on Thursday night. Our flight was delayed five and a half hours, so we had the opportunity to spend the night uh, at Logan Airport at a bar watching the Columbus Blue Jackets play the Toronto Maple Leafs as they had a 5 nothing lead in the third period. We watched it disappear as the Leafs came back, and we had the the level of terror on our brains as we were like, holy shit, we are going to land in Columbus, and we are going to get a team that is in the worst mood of all time. They're not going to give us players. They're just going to give us like food vouchers for Jets pizza, which (laughs) did exist. We found that out there. Shout out Frank Petrano. We're like, there's going to be either we're going to not get there in time because our plane is delayed so much. Yeah. Or we're going to get there and Blue Jackets players are going to be especially down. Yes. And, uh, there was a 30 minute, 30 to 40 minute, uh, point where we were like, Oh my God, this may, be a horrific trip yeah we thought the trip was gonna get ruined like yeah. twice before we yeah. even left um but they did they did come back they won in overtime two points is two points we talked to some of the guys they were they had a sense of humor about what had happened the night before so uh 
yeah, what a wild start to that trip. Uh, I, 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 do you plan on getting back to the cannon? Because I want, like, the cannon was too fucking loud. Oh, my oh God. yeah. Like there, the, and there was, I looked inside the cannon. I don't know if you're not supposed to do that either. <laughs> uh, there was a XLR cable in there. And okay. I'm like, what is going on? Like, are you plugging a microphone into that? Because whatever you're doing is so loud anyway. It's a cannon in a confined space. Do and it they acoustic. were like, we need to we Do need it on plugs. Yes. Yeah, version. Every, yeah. It was a jump scare every single time. I think Pete G- said it. Like, every single time, I well, was just like, Geez. Give me a fucking long pond session. Even if you know that it's coming, you know that it's part of the, uh, of the thing. They do it too too soon after the goal. Like you are celebrating a goal. You're not thinking about the, the fact that the cannon is coming. You're excited that your favorite team just put one in the back of the net and then they smoke your eardrums. What they need to do is delay the cannon a little bit. They need to do it after like the player announcement where it'll be like Adam Fantilli assisted by not Johnny Gaudreau because he did get an assist. Okay, but, but imagine like, if you were the goal. Like, have it be after they go through a whole process and then you know that it's coming. Can't and you do can that. Race Can't yourself. do it during the course <laughs> of play. I was going to say, you're going to launch the cannon while they're like, someone's taking a shot from the point. The goalie's just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That would, I'm right, 100% for because that. You could, because the goalie could probably tune out like the PA. But <laughs> yeah, but you're uh, not tuning that out. But imagine if it got like queued up with someone's taking a, or like a, just a slap shot. That I would make the just, game experience <laughs> in Columbus fucking awesome because after a goal, a team knows that they're going to have an opportunity to do the funniest thing ever. Do it at the next whistle, though. They just do it at the next whistle. We're not that kind of podcast, but like work a couple of different spots, really kind of get into it before you je- like go. Just also, unplug like, the mic. It didn't need to be that loud. It would have been fine otherwise. Also, like not to get like too, too serious here, but like we saw them do a... Uh, Hey, support our troops, sort of like honor this hero, stand and clap for the this veteran. Hmm. Like, what about like a veteran where they had PTSD? A fucking gigantic cannon going off? I also should say, while we're being uh hyper analytical of the people who are so nice to host <laughs> yeah. us, uh the way they have two flags on either side of the cannon. One is an American flag, one is an Ohio flag, mm-hmm. but they're both uh, neither of them are uh, like extended. Are extended, and they're drapey, right? And when draped, the I got a comment in response to one of our pictures that was like, "How did you stand next to that flag?" Yes. Because when not unfurled, the Ohio flag can be mistaken for something else. So I was like, I would also tweak that. I would <laughs> even if it's going to take up too much space, let people know that's just the Ohio flag. But anyway, the Blue Jackets were great to us. <laughs> they were awesome. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, I felt bad for, though. He had a terrible turnover in uh, th- that on his first shift. And obviously, things aren't going the way everybody would hope there. He is such a good player, though. And I will not accept that, like, this just kind of is what it is. Wh- what? Like, uh, you, you... Like, yeah, he he's having some struggles right now. Like, no, like... He is not himself right now. Like, like, this is not what Johnny Gaudreau is. Johnny Gaudreau is fucking awesome, and yeah. he's just lost right now. And and uh, he also, what was that, like his 700th point or something? They, like, celebrated him after the game. Milestone night. Yeah, and it was just, like, a little kind of awkward where it was like he didn't play that great. And uh, But... But once yeah, he's I going, agree. I mean, things are really in a weird spot in Columbus right now because 
We saw in that game, Adam Fantilli was demoted to the fourth line. He was playing on the wing, not down the middle. Uh, it's just like, you know, Pascal Vincent trying to figure out what, what he's got there. But I also, I think that fans are really, really frustrated with the lack of direction or like the lack of um, growing pains that like he's allowing. And so like, I don't know, it, it's really frustrating just because of the spot that they're in the expectations for that team heading into this year. It's supposed to be exciting, supposed to be like a step forward, and things are just a mess right now. It's not it, a good team. It was proof of early in the season, I famously said on this very show, I like their roster. Mm -hmm. And you were like, what? How? Why? And then we established that I like the good parts of their roster, and there just isn't really enough. Like, Marchenko is so fun. Fantilli is going to be awesome. I have always been a huge Zach Wierenski guy. Like there are a lot of players on that. I love Johnny Gaudreau. There's a lot of players on that roster that I really like, but it is just way too scarce. And watching them, I kind of got that sense and that feeling of like, they just need a few more guys to really kind of get this going. And especially the, like the guys that we do like in the case of like Fantilli, he's not the like top 15 player that he's going to be yet. Right. And I mean, it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of confidence in that group. Like the Russian line with Marchenko is by far their best line. And it yeah. was really, really strong. Um, but outside of that, like it doesn't seem like a lot of the guys have much confidence. They went probably, I, don't, I mean, didn't look at the numbers or whatever, but like they, it didn't seem like they had a single high danger chance in the first period of yes, that game. I said that as the, as the first yeah. period was ending. It was like, they had was no there, shots between the, well, yeah, I quite, between I, the dots. Well, I made a comment at one point when they finally got a shot on net. I was like, oh, look at that. A shot on goal. And the well, like, behind they me got that shot around. on goal from like the top of the yeah, circle. Like, it wasn't even a good idea. Yeah, it so it's, uh, you mentioned Goudreau not playing with confidence, looking a little bit lost. Yeah, I like Fantilli at points too. Not, not that he like, looked lost, but, like, but they're, they're just like not really putting those guys in a position to succeed or giving them the instruction to succeed. And uh, the result is pretty tough. Can't tell you this though. It's coming. I'm not going to, I'm going to be on the right side of history with this team because this team is going to be good. When once the things that need to happen, happen, they'll be good. And with, we got to talk to some of these guys, spend a little time with them. Players on this team are awesome. Yeah, they're they awesome, an, and the fans are awesome. The fan, the that building was packed, and it, it they played the Devils. There was a good amount of Devils fans there, but it was not like a Devils takeover. No, and I, and I had a, a friend who went to uh, a Blue Jackets game like a few weeks ago. They played the Coyotes. He was expecting not much of a crowd. No, he said the place was packed, and the energy in that building is good. I, I really, really like Nationwide. It had a smaller feel. Like after going to, you know, TD Garden, UC, uh, we did Madison Square Garden. Like it, it has a much smaller feel than than those places, but not in a bad way. It just feels like an intimate setting for uh, for an arena. I think it is like perfectly steep. It's not, yes. it doesn't go, it's not vast. It feels vast, but it doesn't like go back so far. And it's got... The, I love its layout with monitors. Uh, it has them in the, the corners, corner, which yeah. is really cool. It makes seats behind the net probably better there than it would be any in any other arena because you could see everything. I really like the layout of it. 
I gave it as like a 7.9 out of 10 because in the NHL, there is like you really do have to like earn those last two points with this like really goosebump factor mm-hmm. that places like Montreal have and like Boston can have at points where you're like, Oh my God, like this, yeah. and that team obviously just doesn't quite have the history. Yet. And they just don't have the team. Like but, you need the team, the quality on ice product and the sort of like the momentum that comes with being a really good team for a long period of time. But the fans rocked. I was yeah. just going up to fans like willy nilly and picking their brains and they were all so nice and so cool. We had a right in front of us was a Blue Jackets fan sitting next to a group of Devils fans and they were they were going back and forth a little bit during the course of the game. But after the game ended, they hugged it out. We saw what a, what a delight. There were a lot of diehard Blue Jackets fans there, yeah. like like old ass jerseys, and it was amazing. We did discuss the jerseys. I want to point out, you kind of came around. We all were given jerseys, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Sean especially. Sean was given like five jerseys. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, watch how you used all. Yeah. Well, we were all given jerseys uh, to shoot our wad a little bit on the Pro Shop Wars that you'll see at some point. You got a Rick Nash jersey, which is just so. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And we were discussing our favorite Blue Jackets jerseys, of which I like I came around on the Canon jersey that Sean was wearing. They wore it, which Sean was wearing it, looked a lot cooler than we did. We looked like a couple of bozos. I wore their current primary home jersey. You wore the throwback Rick Nash. I love their red reverse retro. I know that you're not crazy about that, but I, I don't like the white on on the shoulders. Like other than that, it's an awesome jersey. It also just doesn't make sense because they don't have that. Uh, like on the Rick Nash jersey, there's yep. no there's no red on the shoulders. So like I don't know what there's color swapping there. But we put out uh, you put out a cool thing on like what is the best Blue Jackets jersey on our Instagram. Follow Did us you on come around on? You said it's the the one that Rick Nash would wear. Yeah, I loved that one with the atomic yellow on it. I thought you were out on that. I. I uh, am. I should note it looks so amazing on you that yeah. if you're saying that if you want to say, I looked at myself in the mirror wearing it and so, changed my mind. I would. I'm, that's. I totally think it's fine. a much better jersey for casual wear than it than like it looked better on me than it did on any player that wore it on the ice. I think it's a better casual fan jersey than it is a on ice hockey jersey. But the reason why I voted for it as like the best Columbus Blue Jackets jersey is because not to be mean Rick to Nash the team, will, uh, not be mean to the team that was just super nice to us. I just don't like their branding that much, and I don't think they've ever had like a great jersey. Yeah, they I, did, and and like as as it pertains to the the Cannon jersey, I think that's a a good looking jersey. I just don't like it for the Blue Jackets because it's like a a faux back, and it just doesn't so far detached from any of their other branding. I don't think that I ever need to worry about being uh, outshone because I am fortunate enough to generally collaborate with people who do amazing things. I had absolutely no problem on Saturday night being by far the worst looking. I don't know, Sean, (laughs) do you have a picture of the three of us? I did have a cool stinger head that I was wearing, but like you, you texted us even before we all met up and you were like, guys, this jersey looks great on me. And I was like, fuck yeah. Then we saw Sean hit the, the Canon jersey looked so amazing on him. And that made me really happy because he rides 
so hard for the Cannon jersey that I loved it was a match made in heaven. Like that jersey gave him the love back. Yeah. So you two looked outstanding. I think I, I looked fine or whatever, but like I loved that we were doing a bunch of Blue Jackets stuff, all kind of doing our own spin on it and looked amazing in the process. We had such a blast there. Also, shout out our bar. Our bar, yeah. It's a bar not 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 just for seals. We went look at this hockey bar if you're watching on YouTube. This is a this is right near Nationwide Arena, basically attached to it. And one of the cooler hockey bars I've been to. I love a good hockey bar in a traditionally non-hockey town. I'm gonna note I consider Columbus a hockey town after this I because do they too. do have such a good fan base and people what people were showing up there to root for whatever like the hockey fans that are transplants were there catching whatever Columbus if is you a wanna, sports town yeah like, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. if you want to make fun of like Columbus or like make fun of like the market size or whatever people Come do after that all, me people do that all the time whatever just know you're gonna sound like a fucking moron to anybody who's ever been to Columbus because if you go to Columbus you know that like and like even on Twitter I could tell that that Blue Jackets fans kind of ride for the Blue Jackets and you could feel that that city really did like that team, and it, and I I want to say I don't know if I I think I said this on the trip like Columbus sort of reminded me a little bit of that team from checking it twice, where it's a smaller smaller uh, city, the Idaho market. Falls, uh, Mr. Chris Fighting Trout, Fighting Trout, that's right, uh, and you can tell that they they take pride in being a smaller market and being a community that like is tight knit. And uh, it, it felt very, very cool that, uh, that there, there was that sense of community. I wouldn't say this if I didn't believe it. Go to a blue jackets. Game. Yeah. For like real. do a blue jackets weekend. Like I, we had so much fun. We were having a lot of LeBron James, like can't believe this is my life moment. Like one day we're going to check our credit cards and be like, <laughs> We're fucked. We can't do this show anymore. But like we were having so much fun checking out all this Blue Jacket stuff. And if whether you just want to do a random game like we did, we don't have strong affiliation with or you. Have I some do. I was drafted Devils, by the New Jersey you Devils. You have some Devils ties. But uh, we checked out a game between the Blue Jackets and the Devils and it was amazing. So either parachute in for a game that doesn't mean too much to you on paper or see your team play there. Just go there, check out the hockey scene there. It is so cool. I love all the various hockey scenes. Part of what I loved about my early career was getting to go to different hockey arenas and seeing the fans and everything. But that was to like work. Mm hmm. This was like we're really doing fan experience stuff, yeah, which amazing. and that means also going to check out the hockey bar and things like that. Uh, our bar was amazing. We watched, we went there both nights. I'll just fucking say we we were so Adam Fantilli chewed our wad a little bit, gave us some recommendations of like steakhouses to go to and everything. We didn't do. We just kept going to this hockey bar and watching hockey all day, and it was amazing. Yeah, it our bar. The thing that, about our bar is that. I feel like in a lot of these, a lot of markets, you'll have the hockey bar, like the quote unquote hockey bar. And you can tell that it's like, it's, it's a bar that is trying to kind of pander to hockey fans and be like, Oh, look at all this, this, uh, this stuff that we're putting up on the walls. Check it out. We're big hockey fans. We like fighting. Yeah. It, our bar, it felt like an authentic hockey bar. Like they had some wild stuff on the walls where you're like, 
how did you get this? Very random memorabilia. Yeah, very random memorabilia that I was very into. We were posted up right next to a Wayne Gretzky coach of the Arizona Coyotes plaque. Like plaque. Phoenix was, Coyotes. It was a Phoenix Coyotes. It sorry. was a like program celebrating their ten year anniversary. Like that, that shit is yeah, incredible. Had a I've never gone so quickly from taking a picture so I don't forget about it so I can laugh at it later to this bar has been really nice to us. Maybe we shouldn't. But I still want to steal this. Yeah. My, the thing that was the most random to me was just the giant picture of Rocket Richard that was on the wall for no, like took up an entire <laughs> wall for no It was reason. literally an entire, it was like a mural of Rocket Richard. We have some pictures of us with uh, players. We were like, do we just fucking like print this and put it up? I asked the waitress. I was like, not to brag, we're in the hockey biz. We have some strong connections. How would you like a picture of player X? And they were like, yeah, sure. We put yeah. it up. Not saying like, but it's with us. <laughs> they for sure would have done it. We just didn't have the printing chops at the moment. That's true. Uh, yeah, I had a great time. We watched a bunch of hockey uh, on what was it, particularly Friday night. We just like had nothing to do. Let's just go sit down. Let's watch a bunch of hockey games. We watched an insane Bruins Islanders game mm-hmm. that uh, that was great. The, the Islanders, man. Such a weird team this year. We have—I don't think we've talked about the Islanders at all. The Islanders are an extreme. We talked weird. about uh, uh, one of their players throwing a tantrum. Uh, which one? Crying. Which one? Uh, right? Didn't uh, Islanders Canucks? Am I crazy? Why can't I think of? Uh, you're not confusing it with the EJ thing and the Sabre. Yeah, party. you're talking about Eric Johnson. No, there was one before. Bo Horvat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right, right. right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Good call. Um, the, yeah, no, the Islanders are such a weird team because, like, under the hood, they don't look all that amazing. Uh, they've been playing better recently. But, man, watching that game against the Bruins, uh, like, they are really good at points and they'll do some good shit and then immediately give it up. Mm. And it's it drove me insane as somebody who was rooting for the Bruins to win. I was like, my God, the Islanders are kind of dominating this game. And then as soon as they as soon as they reap the rewards, they shoot themselves in the foot, and it's just like was so frustrating to watch. Absolutely sick shootout goals, though. Unbelievable. Charlie Coyle, uh, who had the one for the Islanders? Yeah, for, uh, there were three in a row. Strum, there I were th- three in a row that were fucking amazing. Obviously, culminating in David Pasternak yeah. doing his patented reach back to the 1940s. His Stick is so far back and just rip one that is incredible. I called it the uh, fuck you, good luck. Yeah, we were talking try. about how uh, Simon Holstrom had the Islanders. Simon uh, Holstrom, he also had the breakaway goal that was nasty as well. I have to uh, also, though, give a star to the Arizona Coyotes video guy because we watched Sharks Coyotes. Hunter Cherney. Uh, what's his name? Hunter Cherney. Hunter. Shout out Hunter, our second favorite hunter on this. <laughs> Third favorite hunter. This is the second there's, hunter. Th- there's Hunter, Hunter Jr., and this guy. Sir, a second hunter has sat down with Gene. <laughs> what was the, uh, that joke that was that, What was that joke that I made at the I don't remember, but I, knew, I remember finding it very funny in the moment. No. Uh, I said, sir, a second blank has just hit nationwide. No, I said that. No, you said was, you was, said you said there's a second whatever uh, to do like the second hitter thing, and then I said, "Sir, a second." Uh, anyway, what were we talking about? I, I don't. I can't. Uh, is remember. he stealing valor on my joke? Because uh, I made that joke. 
No, 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 no. Like you, you like did like you made you like, repeated it, but I punched like the, it up. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I do, I do not remember what it was about. I forget what it was, but it was a Fuck. good joke. It was a good joke. Let's not forget. <laughs> Pete made a good joke. Uh, I punched One it joke. up ten percent. Um, but. Shout out uh, Hunter 3 because the Coyotes won solely on two video reviews. Amazing. Love that. That's what we need more of in the video coach in the game. Another star needs to go, by the way, to Tate McRae because Tate McRae took Calgary. You're wondering why? Uh, It's not because she's from there. It's because she has a song called Calgary. That's right. No one knows where she's from. She moved to Calgary after making the song Calgary. She did it. Uh, she got into character. She wanted. She's a method. Uh, she's a singer. method singer. Yeah. Yeah. She. Uh, yeah. A couple of Tate McRae notes from the weekend. She posted a picture in front of a zamboni. And apologies if it's not a zamboni. We know that it's they. It's an get, ice resurfacing machine. It's an ice resurfacing machine. They get all pissy about that. Uh, she took a picture in front of it to tease like her album listening party or some shit. And there was the NHL All Star Game logo on the side of that zamboni, that custom zamboni that she made. Maybe a sign, maybe a leak, maybe a little wink, wink, nod, nod. I would not at all be shocked. I would be shocked if Tate McRae did not perform at the All-Star Game or make an appearance or something at the All-Star Game. Nobody has ever been more in bed with the NHL than Tate McRae is right now. Is she already too big, though, and like too relevant for the NHL? I think that even if she is, she loves hockey so much that like she wants to do it. So that'd be amazing. If she's at the All-Star Game... We have to go and we have to do things. We have to like get her because I I get that right now she's too big to come on our show and everything. But if we're in the same place and she has like a press conference anyway, she definitely owes us 10 minutes afterwards. Yeah, she she does. We put her on the map. We put her on the map. That's it. Well, you know, it's us and TikTok and that's the only people talk about Tim McRae. No, I'm just kidding. I, I like hockey fans are like very well aware of Tate McRae now. There was a lot of like when this this first started happening, there was a lot of like who who Snoop Dogg who? Yeah. And now like nobody's saying that. I everybody did notice knows that. she is literally the face of the NHL now. I did notice that like everybody knows who she is. Yeah. Like hockey fans can't do the well, what is this thing anymore. Even She's, yeah, even if you even if, even if you don't know who she is or like her songs or how she got so popular, you know that she's popular now. Mm. I need to issue an apology for, I I was kind of hedging my bets with the Sharks thing where I was saying they could get their way into being in the mix because of how hot they were. They were the hottest team in hockey at one point. I noted that they had a grueling gauntlet coming up, but it started with the Coyotes, which was a winnable enough game. And if they had won that, then maybe they could take that momentum into Colorado. They lost both of those games. We are firmly in they deserve and should get the number one overall pick thing. Uh, The Oilers have lost two straight. As you mentioned, they are the coldest team in hockey. Oil Shark Bowl 2 is coming up. That is just 10 days away. Are they just like resetting? Are both those teams being like, no, we when we play each other, we have to both suck? I'm not sure, but I do love the idea that both of these teams will just remain in lockstep for the rest of the season. And it's like they uh, they feed off of each other. Like mm. you see what the Oilers are doing? We got to step <laughs> up our games just in case that next time we meet each other, that Oil Shark Bowl got a pop. And then they see the Oilers take their foot off the gas and like, okay, well, all right, we'll match that energy. It's because they're uh, similar. It's the P- Pacific teams must similar. be similar and assimilate to each other. They're on the same cycle. Whatever happens, whether they're both streaking, whether they're both tanking, 
I want them to be in the same spot as they head into the oil shark bowl. Uh, there's nothing exciting about an oil shark bowl when like one of them is one of the hottest teams in hockey and one of them is one of the worst teams in hockey. Yeah, man. Well, we've got a lot of great stuff coming this week. Sincerely, uh, some stuff with the blue jackets, but we've also got a lot of like national things in the can as well. Tomorrow, we will air an incredible sit down with Adam Fantilli and this kid, let me tell you, mature beyond his years, cool beyond his years. One of the more fun conversations we've had, some huge laughs. He is fantastic, so look forward to that tomorrow. Plus, at some point this week, you'll also be getting some more Pro Shop Wars, not Blue Jackets. We've got Pro Shop Wars in the can. Yeah, we uh, Blue Jackets Pro Shop Wars will be coming at some point, but this week, we you'll get a different one just to kind of mix up the uh, the Blue Jackets content. We will have a steady stream of Columbus uh, Columbus content coming down the pipeline, uh, whether it's sit-downs, whether it's content from the game. So just got to kind of mix it up. Stay tuned, folks. We love you. Talk to you tomorrow with Adam Fantilly. Bye.